Hey, dude. Pleasure to meet you. Introduce yourself. Hey. Hi, uh, my name is Gabe. 12 and 12 Collective. Um, I'm a local grower in Chicago. Uh, I've been growing all over. I've had my medical card in five states. Let's go. California, Colorado, Arizona, Michigan, Illinois. Five states I've had my medical license. Um, I've never renewed them. Uh, Mostly. Illinois is valid. Michigan's valid right now. But... um, yeah, uh, I'm a grower. Uh, I'm a setter upper. I'm a I'm a I'm an extractor. Nice. Uh, I'm a small business owner after 2020, right? So uh, we got the LLC. Uh, applied for the Illinois hemp license. Never got back. Paid our submission fee. Submitted our paperwork. Just got no information back from Illinois whatsoever. So, not growing hemp legally, but. Um, We operate in the gray zone, right? So legally you can do five plants in Illinois. We play with that cusp around six to seven cast across, you know, eight or nine locations. We, we try to keep it legal as best as we can. Um, but yeah, um, I asked to come on to, you know, kind of talk about the underground. You you share very, very good information and, and, and very good facts about the legal market. And I'm always screaming at my screen to try to play a, a voice for, for the people that do it like me. I don't oh, yeah. think there's that many like me in Illinois, but there are a few and, and there are a few good ones. Um, so I, I'd like to be the voice if I could. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell me, what are some of the things that I know that this might be tough to start with, but dude, it's your floor. What are the things that you look at and you wish that more people knew about or, or that maybe I'm not talking about? I want to give you that opportunity to, to talk yeah. about this stuff. Okay. Oh, so that's a really good question. And um, you asked so many good questions. Let me take this dab really fast and then try to dig into that. So what Sounds are good. you not sharing that I wish you shared? Oh God, I, I don't even know where to start. I don't think that there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, man, I wish you would share that. But sure. I guess I, I kind of had to be in the moment in order, in order to get, get what I, you know, or I, I can take notes, I guess. Sure. Um, let's see market change. I think, I think if I was going to scream at you from the, from the black market, I think that we could, I can tell you the market is changing a lot better than the legal market could. The legal market market change is not really going to happen that much except for the demand going up. But right. what I'm seeing in the black market as of the last few weeks is a super huge jump in demand. Um, all of my big growers don't have any bud. Um, of the people that I know that usually are stockpiled asking me to help them get rid of stuff have nothing. I can't find any bud. And then wholesale numbers are climbing through the roof. Um, we look closely at distillate numbers to see where the weed prices are going to go. And so disty numbers are jumping. That makes the weed price jump. This is um, fresh frozen um, uh, baby Joker 90U. Nice. Cheers, dude. Cheers. I'm about to spark up a joint too. We'll get high. I've got something maybe we can start our conversation with. Let's hear it. How about this? You you folks in the legacy market, let's call it, or the traditional market, because it's you know what we're all used to. It's it's what existed yeah. before this legal market. I don't even like to call it legal. Uh, I call it a like a regulated and taxed market. But um, I think 
one of the things that's evident to me that I think it would be interesting to hear you kick off on is that the only difference between you and the licensed operators are is the fact that they got their license however they got it. That's it. I actually, I don't think that's it. Money. I want to build on it here. I want you to kick off on this. You guys pro- provide better services, better products, better accessibility than the licensed operators. So there's a good thing to start off with. How about that? Okay. So what separates me from, from them? Um, right. First, first, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things. Um, <coughs> you can smell testing. your product beforehand. Testing. Okay. Yeah. So that's something that's unique to Illinois that I noticed that's kind of fucks with me. Every other dispensary in America that I've been to, at least operating under the um, caregiver program, I can look, I can touch, I can see the weed before you give it to me. When I went into a dispensary and I saw everything, I can't touch, look and see nothing. That's insane to me. And then also to not uh, the amount of pre-rolls. I can't believe how many fucking, there was never any pre-rolls. Pre-rolls in my, in my world means the trash. That's the garbage, bro. It for sure is. And so to see these premium pre-rolls, and I went off for a long tangent about liquid diamonds, guys, is distillate. Just so you know, they're not liquidizing diamonds. They're not taking diamonds. So anyway, the number one thing that separates us is going to be uh, testing, right? So I don't have to be tested. I can put whatever poison and bullshit I want into my things. What's what's happening, I believe, in the trending industry is the consumer is becoming more educated. And as he becomes more educated, he goes towards someone that he trusts, essentially. So how I've been able to survive is my reputation. So people smoke my weed. I talk about the way I grow. I, I, I give as much information out there as I can. And, and in attempts to be transparent. And so, you know, and you trust me, um, a lot of that wash comes out in your concentrate. So if you're making a good concentrate, people notice that they're like, okay, we're going to mess with 12 and 12 because they trust me. That's what's happening is, is, is I'm being trusted and, and people, people trust me to, to buy my product because they, in this industry, so much in where I come from and now we're seeing it legal market reputation, right? Look what just happened. So much is reputation. And you can say this legal market or non-legal market. What's his name's dealing with it right now? Um, Burner, right? Because they're trying to tarnish his name. They're trying to screw. And they know that's the way. If you mess the name up, no one will buy the product, whether it's right or wrong. I mean, we can go all the way back to Dread Pirate Roberts. They, they had him in court and they're, they, they accused him of trying to murder that dude came out later. He didn't do that. But once you hear it in your head, you believe it. Right. So all we have is our reputation. So that is what I believe kind of separates me. I think it's harder for a black market guy to get a reputation, but once he does, it's solidified and, and it's maybe harder to tarnish than a name that's public in a public in like, like Cureleaf, right? It's a lot harder for you to screw with that name. Um, The other thing I think that you notice, I believe the black market sets the trends. I believe we are the ones, people like my friends and me that grow the next hitter trend are what sets the trend for the market and then essentially trickles down to legal market. I think by controlling that power, uh, it's huge. That's a big controlling factor in whether or not where you buy weed from, right? Like if it takes you six months to get fucking uh 
to get RS 11. And I've been having it for a while. You know what I mean? It's well, you're going to buy it from me before you buy it from over there. Um, and that's, that's the what... other thing. Go ahead. Well, Sorry. I would say one more thing. And one more thing that I think we've been talking about lately is the competition in, in all markets has forced me to do multiple hats. So now I got to learn how to wash. I got to learn how to extract. I got to learn how to do, but I also got to do it way better than all the other guys out there. That doesn't happen as much in the legal market. And also you have to have a specific license for everything. I don't need a license for anything. I do it all. And I get really good at it all right away without anybody telling me I can't. So, and, and it has to be good or it won't sell. So that free market mixed with black market determination and the the hardness that it used to be freaking easy i'm not gonna lie to you i've been doing this 10 years it used to be a lot easier than it is today but it was hard in a different way i had to be very very cautious i had to be so we're already very good at following orders if you need us to it's just they're different now and so you'll see guys like me rise up because all i got to do is worry about the other guy and i got to worry about the law so much as more and and I think I just talked for like 17 minutes straight. So I'll give it a second and take a step back. But that's, no, hit, that's what I see. Yeah. Was that helpful? A, yes, it was. You hit a lot of really good points. And and one of the final points you rested on is kind of how I was beginning is, as you just said, if I could recap it, that, that point I'm referring to, the legal market is trying to mimic what the traditional market um, already offers. So for example, somebody recently asked JB Pritzker, are you going to allow delivery for cannabis? Hey, guess what? You can already get cannabis delivered in Illinois. You can get better cannabis that's on that's legally on sale in Illinois, right? That's what I was trying to say. And to your point of testing, I've even noticed that some legacy providers have started testing their product to, Hey, there you go. You're doing that. So, you know, because people like the labels, you know, they like to see. So, yes. So yeah. what I like better than a THC test, we're trying to steer away from THC tests because. Sure. We, OK, so let me just speak on that really fast, because that's an important topic for me as well. So the THC testing, right, where we're going is THC drives the market because legal market brands buy weed that has higher THC content goes for more. Okay. So because of that, I'm not growing for profile. I'm not growing for flavor. I'm growing for THC numbers, which makes me eradicate the good strains and only focus on ones that produce numbers. This is not the answer. Okay. So I don't want to put my THC number on my thing. I'll give you the, ter the terpene percentage, right? Um, I'll give you the, um, there, there's, there's the chemical test, right? I can tell you if it's clean, right? I love that. I love that all day. Keep that one hundred percent. Right. Um, the other things that I, we test for is more, uh, for grower's sake. So I look at, uh, bioavailable nutrients in the leaf samples. We look at how much it used, what it wanted to use. So that way I can better grow that crop the next time. Um, there's a couple of really good, really good testings out for that. Uh, so we use that kind of testing and I'm all for it, but just, I really think we should just eliminate the THC content. Don't make that a factor when you're choosing smoke the freaking weed, because without that number in a blind taste test, you're never going to choose the high THC content. Never. You're going to choose the one based on effect taste and pro and look, it, it, fuck that number. Guess what? Here's something else. That number's bullshit. If yes. you send it to three labs, it's going to be different from three labs. If it's more dry and if you coated it in Kiev, that's going to be different, right? Uh, there's so also, also, 
every one of those labs, whether they tell you it or not, on the way out the door, they're going to say, do you want that number to be a little higher? Because right. if you do give me this amount of money, every single one of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so that number is bullshit anyway. So right. it's like, we're all riding this bullshit number that don't make sense. Get rid of it. Yeah. Do you like the point I'm, I'm making though? It's that you do everything and more than the legal and better than the legal have, options. Have to. have to. If I don't, I will be eliminated. Right. And it's just interesting. Um, I'm curious. Have you noticed that the legal market advocates for license limitations? It's the reason it's probably so hard for you to get that. Well, not the hemp license. The hemp license, I don't know what's going on. It should be pretty easy for you to get the hemp license. But a cannabis Agreed. license, good luck getting one. Are you oh, aware yeah. that that's the case in Illinois? So, so I'm pretty active in my community. And I've actually, some of my investors actually obtained, obtained a license. The problem that most people in the craft license industry are, are, are dealing with, from what I understand, is the build-out requirements. Sure. But I guess the what I'm at... Go ahead. You're, you're absolutely right. We've we've covered that, but I and I and I don't mean to like stifle you bringing that no, up. No, please. What I was trying to direct us towards, though, is like you could do this much better if you were allowed to, but you're not. And I guess my my point I will that, never get a license. No, you're 100 percent correct. And and though I want to also add this, would you agree that the competition you face, the the challenges you face, you said it used to be easy. Now it's so fucking hard and you're competing and you're having to wear all these different hats. Would you agree that's actually made you a better, stronger person? Oh, without without a doubt, bro. Are you kidding yeah. me? The people that really want it are still here. Correct. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you know what's what I think is interesting is that people that advocate for the um, limitations that we're talking about, the reason you can't get a license, once they face the true spirit of competition, once they face you, they can't, they won't stand a chance. And so that's why I've been asking them, are they cutting off their nose to spite their face by supporting these license limitations? Like you should embrace competition. It makes you better. Don't shield 100 yourself. 100%, bro. And look, at you're speaking my same language in a different way. What I've ever said to anybody who ever wants to grow or who wants who wants to, I look them in the eye and I say, look, at there's room for us all. There's room for us all that me and you can share. Watch this. I have showed so many people the path because there truly is. This is a T with a T. This is a trillion dollar industry, okay? A trillion. There, it, it, for me to say I... No, no, you can't have it. No, I welcome the free market. I want every human being to grow and let the cream of the crop rise. And, and that's it. Period. Total free market. Marijuana is the absolute king of true free market. And I believe that's why I'm chasing this dream. And I have been for 10 years. I believe this is the only option for true American dream. This is the only way where if you work harder and stronger than any other person in this industry, you can be rich and famous and have every dream you want behind this if you work harder than me. I don't think there's anything else out there like it. Well said, well said. Well, hey man, did I inspire any other thoughts that you wanted to talk about? I know you said you're short on time. I wanted to yeah, play Yeah, I, mean, I gotta go, but, but I wanna talk... Um, it's that what you had mentioned that licensing, right? Um, mm -hmm. We've been really close to them before, and I would love to see that go. Uh, they they have that program in New York, right, where they were giving strictly marijuana convicted uh, criminals the first licenses. Did you see that? That that gives me chills, man. 
that gives me chills. I know we'll probably never see anything like that here, but I would love to see some kind of open the free market for small batch sales across the, oh my God, could you imagine if, if I could sell pot to the dispensary legally? Like I'll pay my taxes, I'll do whatever you want. Just let me have my small little space and let me do my craft beer and see see what the world wants. I guarantee it. Oh, that'd be sexy. Yeah, That'd be amazing. If we could boil it down to that, I think that's what would make it come through. Look, consumers want that competition because what it ends up resulting in is better product and better prices. But guess who doesn't want that competition? Um, yeah, those, those, those licensees. And I'm just like, you know, people like you embrace it. And so that's why you're going to last the test of time. Uh, we're short on time. Um, I want to just really quick. I've got a one minute and 30 second video. I want to show uh, that, that really caps off everything we just talked about. I think it's going to be great. cool. I'm going to pull it up and I will share it right now. To how to keep the answer to how to keep profits and prevent competition in the market is limited licenses, limited licenses and limited license markets. Why go play in a knife fight? when it's easier to go sit at the beach. In other words, they'll use the law to give themselves monopoly. You, Jamie, they told me about what they were trying yep. to do in Ohio, where they were trying to make it set up where only a couple companies could grow it. So the weed would be legal, but only a couple companies would monopolize. They ended up passing it, I believe. That's terrible. That's like saying, okay, you could have tomatoes, but we're the only ones who grow these fucking tomatoes. Like, why? It's a tomato. That's, That's Illinois. against nature. So you're saying that nature can't take place? I can't put a seed in the ground and grow my own shit. Get the fuck out of here. Is it legal? It's legal. Okay. How's it different than corn? It's not. It's it's a legal life form. It's a plant. You're allowed to grow it. If you say you can't grow it, you got a corrupt system. You got some bullshit law that you weaseled in because you greased up some assholes and the other people don't have as much money as you do. It's the only reason why that ever happens. Or people are so desperate to get legal weed that they let some dickhead dominate the entire industry. Yep. Some greedy fuck. Yep. No, the, 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 the deal is, it's legal or it's not legal. You can't just decide it's legal, but you're the only one who gets to make money. Fuck you. It's a plant. That's crazy. Imagine if you owned all the pine trees in the country. It's all me. It's my country. My pine trees. You want to buy pine? You're buying it from me. I find you with a fucking Christmas tree. I'll take you out crazy so yep um i feel like it's yep. a good cap to our conversation thank you for joining me if you ever want to join again you've got the platform and if you've got people that don't want to maybe show their face but still want to give that perspective from this from the streets dude i uh can honor anonymity we can work it out we can even try to figure out how to mask their voice if that's a concern i'm telling you i want to give a platform to the people that Please. may not have a platform so please, I, mean, I would love, I would, I would love more than anything to be the, the spokesperson and bring and bring them to you, man. I love what you do. It, you go above and beyond anybody else in this industry by far. And, and I'm so happy to be able to be on this show. What you're doing is absolutely incredible. I haven't seen it anywhere else. So you're a one of a kind and it's amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. I don't know how you stay so focused and on track, but you're killing it, man. And I love it. Keep going. Hell yeah. Well, I just follow my doctor's orders. I smoke weed every day. I'm just Talking joking. In. All right. Hey, thank Hell you yeah. folks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next time on the Chillin' Way Podcast. Take it easy, bud. Yeah.